Welcome to Screen Blend, episode 13. And today we take a deep dive and look into Netflix's new show, Space Force. We also look at the theatrical windows for films and some Mission Impossible news as well. Stay tuned. And welcome everybody to episode 13 of the Screen Blend podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Will Cuts, and on the other side of this delightful Zoom call, with his fresh sounding microphone, another bit of tech. You've got Mace. How are you? Good, good. Another good day. Yeah, I got my new uh, cloud lifter. So if my volume's even better than it was before on my already very expensive microphone, yeah. you're in for a treat. Yeah. You really need to work on the webcam though, because I can't see your beautiful face at the moment as much now. So just get me that HD crisp Mason webcam. <laughs> another $400. Oh, yeah. sure. Add that to the JobKeeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, JobKeeper. Oh, God, I got a little bit of a cough. Um, again, everyone, hope you're all well. And as always, you can check us out at screen underscore blend on all the forms of social media. Have a look at our website for any little up-to-date uh, podcast stuff and some editorial things. I've just got a little bit of a cough, Mace. Uh, I probably should go get me the old COVID test now. <laughs> just going to have a little sip of the water. Um, and you can follow me at Will the cuts on the socials and you mason uh, jack yeah, underscore uh, mason 22 uh jack mason 20 oh geez i've even forgot my own uh, my own <laughs> handle uh pretty jack sure mason jack un- yeah <laughs> underscore mason 22 yeah is. or whatever it is you can yeah. find it all all below um again everyone hopefully you checked out our last couple of episodes uh on the podcast we obviously had a great time talking about spider-man ps4 with Connor uh, a couple of days ago. So go back and have a listen to that if you haven't already. Good to look back at a game that's been out for a, for a little bit of time now, but uh, highly recommend in this in this ISO period. And obviously we spoke about uh, Nintendo Switch Party Games also on episode 11. So we're sort of moving back into today's episode, Jack, is about Space Force. Um, yes, that's the main something topic nice of, and current. Yeah, first sort of thing, but obviously we're going to jump into the news, everyone, in a sec, but thing before we haven't really spoke about something too current besides say like something like a current release yet i would have to mm. say yeah so everything's been other little topics or, or sort of news so it's good to finally dive into something that that is just come out now um for something that i think we both have very differing opinions on slash uh the sort of the way of, of comedy these days anyway so nice yeah. um we'll get into the news you've got a couple of things to start us off with and then i've got a couple of interesting topics also so you're gonna take us away yeah, so as we said on the previous podcast with Connor, PlayStation had this huge event uh, planned for June 4th, uh, showing off all these new games, and I think everyone was quite excited, but that has now been cancelled yeah. due to the protests and all the issues currently going on in America, and I suppose the world. Yeah. So Sony released a statement uh, about two days ago, and they said, we have decided to postpone the PlayStation 5 event scheduled for June 4th. While we understand gamers worldwide are excited to see PS5 games, we do not feel that is the right time for celebration. And for now, we want to stand back and allow more important voices to be heard. So they haven't actually told us when they're actually going to push this uh, this event to. Yeah. So my guess is that they might push it forward a month because, you know, they still have to show yeah. these games, obviously, oh, yeah. before the PlayStation event in November, um, before it gets released. So I'm thinking maybe... July 4th around Independence yeah. Day for yeah. this event now because um, I understand that this um, what's going on in the US right now mm-hmm. might span at least a month yeah know, maybe not even that um, so yeah so that's been delayed which is a bit disappointing but I guess yeah. things you know need to happen um, and then Mission Impossible just back to this news yeah. from a couple of weeks ago 
the whole production crew now looks to commence filming in September yep. uh, this year and go through till May 2021. And at this rate, they do look um, to going back to Italy and Venice and yep. commence and start filming there, regardless of what the situation with the coronavirus is. And then they also do plan to have a lot of it filmed in the UK studio yep. as well, just to avoid any other incidences there. Um, so that's all going ahead, hopefully as planned come then. Um, but as you know, you know, a few mix, there's a few production mixes yeah. up due to COVID. Uh, and just on to other movies starting as well. James Cameron is also back in New Zealand to commence uh, filming of Avatar 2, 3, 4, um, or whichever oh, one ten. he's currently filming right now. He's probably filming scenes back to back in reverse. Oh. He's probably all over the place filming three and three at once. Can I ask you another question, Jack? Um, who was the guy that was reading the news before? Because his voice changed and he sounded all rugged. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I can do that voice if you want. <laughs> uh, that was like, that's all you've got from radio school. All that little line. <laughs> that's all radio school was for that moment. And you nailed it as you were reading it. You were so... Like you're so focused on it. Fifteen hundred dollars well spent. <laughs> that's that's one job keeper payment. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you start if you start thinking about it like that, but no, I just thought that was funny. I'll let you go because you nailed that, mate. You nailed it. Um, <laughs> no, first first bit of news I had. Sorry, just to completely sidetrack here because that's um, it's my journal voice. So, yeah. yeah, I thought I needed to. Uh, yeah, again, Avatar. Where where we're filming that and what's going on with that? I got no idea. They're going to keep saying they're filming that, and I reckon we'll. It's still until I see it, until I see a trailer, I don't yeah. believe it's happening. Um, <laughs> so the the first bit of news um, I had was sort of come out a little bit, uh, a little bit under sort of Black Widow and things coming out soon. Is the ninety day theatrical window is a, probably a thing of the past. So taking this, mm. there's a couple of different uh, outlets are reporting this at the moment, just saying that you're not likely to see a movie be in cinemas ends its run in cinemas and then we have to wait 90 days uh to get it uh whether that's on streaming vod all all etc etc with the way the landscape is now it's going to be looking like studios will need to uh, cash in a little bit quicker Mm. i'd I'd have to say so uh, where does this sit with you because again i was thinking back before we used to have six months i reckon nearly something would be in cinema it would take forever to come out more just a production time, I think, anyway, to, to produce the old VHSs or, or a DVD. Yeah. Now, like, how long would you want between something being in cinema and then on VOD? Because we've spoken about VOD a little bit and the old thing of we don't want to pay uh, for anything where we could just get it on our Netflix subscription at some point. But if a movie came out, leave cinema, and then the week later it's available for download and you pay $10, $15, mm. or whatever it is, would you be doing that? Or what's, what's your sort of your thoughts? Well, you know me, I like a bit of a gap between the first yeah. time I see a movie and the second, but I think that impacts um, the cinema chains and everyone who does do direct-to-video services like Xbox or um, Apple you know, who, or YouTube who do release pretty much yeah. these films as soon as they um, yeah. come out on VOD. Uh, so I think it's an interesting one because movies will suffer, you know, like yeah. you, you know, you won't be able to see Avengers a couple months down the line on the big screen or, <laughs> you know, something like that. So I think from a long-term perspective for cinema goers and the cinema chains, they will be quite affected because, you know, not everyone goes and sees a movie in that first, those first initial weeks or even months of a film's release. There's a lot of people who go maybe once they've heard some good reviews, you know, they're working, they might go two months, three months down the line. Yeah. So there's still potential for those um, cinema chains to earn some money. 
And if it's going to straight to VOD within, you know, even any less than 90 days, yeah. then they're just going to have to get it on a streaming service. Yes, and yeah. therefore that's going to benefit Xbox and YouTube and whatnot. Yeah. So I can see both sides of the chain. Um, and like you said, DVDs and all that did take a long time to produce and VHS, that probably was an added factor yeah. back in the day while we had to wait so long to get it between the cinema mm. and watching it on our own living room, in our own living room. Uh, but I think overall 90 days, I think is fine. Uh, I, I'm really hoping it won't impact the cinemas too much, but I think it, I think it's worth an experiment to see. Um, just yeah, it depends on how many movies are also being released at the end of this year. Because at this stage, the I think everything's fifty percent down in terms of the box office and studio budgets yeah. and all this. Uh, so yeah, I think this year might be have a bigger impact if they do decide to do that as soon as you know Tenet comes out in July. Yeah. Uh, rather than have Tenet, you know, go for four or five months because yeah. there's not a whole lot else. Um, but going into 2021, whatnot, yeah. it might be all right, but we'll just have to see. Yeah, because I'm thinking from my like an interesting perspective or point of view is if we are still social distancing and this is more major markets like America and stuff, let's say normally you'd have 300 seats. You're probably only going to be able to have 100 seats in the cinema mm. at this point. So maybe there is like... So I think this the studios would be seeing VOD as that way to make up that extra 200 seats or mm. like, I know we've spoken about it and it's, and it's still not going to be enough to bring the money back that they need in. So I, I think it's a necessary evil that's going to have to come from this. And it was probably not far off happening anyway. It might've we might've just accelerated this a couple of years earlier than, than expected. So for me, mm. yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one really yeah it's, it's the inevitable i feel at yeah. the same time and but yeah just with like you said um movie theaters not you know having to have a 1.5 meter distance yeah. or only allowed so many amount of people yeah. it's even worse in america and uk and i guess around the world so we've actually got it pretty good so if it is so if i'm um, you know large movies are coming to the cinemas from july onwards then the cinema chains are certainly not going to get many people in let alone it being out of the cinema in 90 days no so yeah they're going to struggle so just even just having a look, I'm just scrolling a, a couple of little websites here anyway, and just saying that they, uh, British people, now again, this is obviously very difficult to compare Australia uh, to Britain and, and America, but our percentage of box office uh, is obviously much minimal compared to an, an American amount. They're saying uh, currently at the moment, one in five British people would be happy to go to a movie theatre in July when they reopen, when they're preparing to reopen. So obviously here in Australia right now, they've reopened and some of your smaller chains are sort of fine. Um, and in the end, the drive-ins come back. But here in Adelaide, where we, we record this, we only got one drive-in theatre and they also have to social distance cars. So every second car park, they're not in. But that's not enough money to... Australia's not a big enough region the box office to get enough money to open things up. So something like Britain and again, America, not everyone wants to start returning. Pardon me to cinemas. I think tenants, obviously the idea that that's still going to come out, but I can just see it's like you said, the VOD might be the way to go now, at least in yeah. this little period, but I think you can't go back. This is the problem. No, no, I don't think you can. And I mean, cinemas, you know, over here in Australia to combat having no films. I'm not sure if you've seen this, you know, you pay 300 bucks, you get all your mates to a cinema 20 people into a cinema, three, $300, and you can choose any movie you want to watch at Wallace. Really? Yeah, yeah. Where's so that? Can... Hoyt? Um, no, Wallace. Wallace Cinemas. Oh, um, an email came up the other day. And I was like, that's actually a pretty good idea um, just to fill the gap um, for the market until something good comes on. 
Um, but yeah, um, any other news for you, Cuts? No, but that's it was so three hundred bucks, and you can get yeah, twenty mates like in. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea, and because I think they and you know they're selling their popcorn all that separately as well. You know, like a bit oh. of a grocer, come and get your caramel popcorn and. Why? Oh yeah, come and get your eight dollar fucking Maltesers. Yeah, regard. Um, yeah, yeah, eight dollars Maltesers. But then like, I sort of feel for them in some. Not feel for them at all. Oh, they put they're putting Space Jam back out at the drive-in. Oh, I'm just looking at what we're seeing now. It's so bad. But right now they're trying to re-push out Doolittle. Oh my god! Like they must just Ugh. imagine if this was like there was actually some good movies that just come out. Yeah, yeah. That'd right. be, but right a now, a whole lot of shit ones have, haven't they? Really, this is what again we're so pushing off everyone who you don't care at all about what's mm. on the Wallace Cinema Drive-in. But this is sort of it, it is getting about movies at the moment. So, do little Fantasy Island. What the hell is that? Bad Boys for Life, Space Jam. But at least Back to the Future's on the drive-in at the moment. So that's all right. I'd cop that. I'd see the classics. Yeah. Like, and I did see Hoyts at the moment are starting to show all of Nolan's movies. Obviously, teeing up for Tenet. So yeah, yeah. There, you can go in and have a look at um, some of his old movies, what I think is not a bad, a bad shout. But no, so I, I don't think there's that much uh, more on the, on the real news front at the moment. Obviously, everything, like you said before, has sort of been taken up with, with everything that's going on in the world at the moment. So uh, it's sort of a quiet uh, time on this entertainment front. And again, um, we'll, we'll sort of, unless you've got anything else. Oh, no, the other thing I did have I had written down is apparently, sorry, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, what you are massively looking forward to, Jack. Wink. Um, <laughs> has just got a PG-13 rating in the States, though. So it's probably M-ish here in Australia. And people are just asking where the trailer is for this again, again, at this point. If they don't know when 100% it's getting released, there will be no trailer, but it's at least been um, classified at the moment. So where are you interested in this at all or could not give a flying F? Well, I know it was meant to be released around this time, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, before it got pushed back. So I think, you know, we're aiming for a later 2020 release date at this stage. Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's actually had a few production difficulties and a few pushbacks because I'm pretty sure it was aiming for a March 2020 release date. I might be now wrong in saying no, that. Now but, it's November. Oh, November now. Uh, now yeah. it's no, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've saw Kong and I saw Godzilla one and mm. two, King of Monsters. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm probably looking forward to it more so than, you know, the second Godzilla movie or the yeah. first Kong movie because you see these two massive giants yeah. fighting each other. That's entertainment in itself. Uh, but looking at the other ones, you know, there was all this hype for, you know, Godzilla 2, King of Monsters, and I just thought it was pretty, not a very good movie. It was just oh. a bunch of CGI monsters, some guys fighting, and then, then, he fly, then they fly away and lots of red dust and couldn't tell who was yeah. who uh yeah and i hopefully this doesn't have this problem because i find the same for transformers you know telling what's going on amongst yeah. all the chaos and the oh. fighting uh but if they can if they do some choreograph you know well choreographed scenes between kong yeah. and godzilla and you can tell what's going on in the action and there's enough you know human interaction amongst it all you know and some characterization and it's just not this big fight fest that you know like something like rampage oh. you know with the rock and we're just like uh. um it might be all right but i'm not going in with high expectation expect to see you know the best movie of 2020 no hmm. uh, yeah i'm sort of with you on that i was just looking at some other stuff with their production difficulty that they've had and i just think it's one of those ones where 
I will happily go with a bit of popcorn, but I, I find it difficult to connect with characters like that sometimes because we always then have to tie it into the human element of this sort of stuff that's going on. Mm. And sometimes I just can't be bothered with these human characters that they're really trying to make the story <laughs> about when just show me these big monsters just battling it out and I don't need it to be the best movie ever. But in the end, we're gonna. There's gonna be like this cool set piece, and then we're gonna cut away to some humans just running, or like we have yeah. to do, we have to do this to save the world, or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, for God's sake, there's two massive monsters, the size of like skyscrapers, battling it out, and we're worrying about these two people if they can get like a chip into this thing to fucking do this. And you're just like, oh, for God's sake, like yeah. But in King Kong, what I liked is you know you had Samuel Jackson, you had Brie yeah. Larson, yeah. You know you had relatively better developed characters than what you saw in you know Godzilla, the first two Godzillas. So if they can do something similar to that, because I didn't mind the actors they chose for that, yeah. and you know there was a quite a bit of screen time mm. for them to kind of develop yeah. before you kind of saw Kong. Uh, so if they can do something similar, it's not just you know these people trying to save the world and running away from the fights half the time uh, i might i might show a bit of interest but we'll I, I, I think that when the kong one's not bad i think because it's you sort of majority of it's set to the island in a way so it's mm. like from my remembering like because it's so set to that space whereas i think whenever you have godzilla it's like uh the whole of san francisco is destroyed now because you effectively can like you can destroy all of america and like quickest time ever like really maybe he's slow and sort of just waddling or whatever but you know what I mean sometimes I'm just like mm, nah not no thank you um so Mace we'll slide on to our main topic for today so yes talking, no, sounds great we're, we're talking about Space Force and I think it's a timely manner to talk about this again it's been out for a week now um on Netflix and I'll go through the premise and, and what it's about and we've got a lot of things to sort of discuss regarding this with comedies and etc and th there was a little bit of hype to this but we won't be talking spoilers because it's only been out for a week and Jack's one episode off or two episodes off finishing the show but um relative to a comedy and sort of stuff it's not like there's mm. a, a massive twist at the end of these no no things. exactly right yeah. um anyway so in, in the end um Space Force just reading again straight off is a workplace comedy set a series that centers a group of people tasked with establishing the sixth branch of the United States Armed Forces, the United States Space Force. Uh, Steve Carell's character, Mark Naird, is the general in charge of the effort and the series follows his collaboration to get boots on the moon per the orders of the president. Now, again, this sort of, giving a bit of a background to this, it's created by Steve Carell and Greg Daniels. So Greg Daniels has been around for a while now, uh, has worked on Simpsons, King of the Hill, uh, massive player in the office and, and Parks and Rec. So he's he's got a real big uh, comedy background. So developer, showrunner, producers uh, with the whole office series. So for uh, eight seasons of that, Parks and Rec also on there for, for the six seasons. So he's been around the comedy sphere for a very long time and obviously confines in Steve Carell a lot and they've come up with this idea. So... Uh, straight up, where where does this sit for you? Um, just your first sort of thoughts of the series, Jack, because even when this sort of first came out and there was a teaser trailer, pretty, uh, it was only a month before it was released. So there wasn't obviously mm. that much sort of chatter um, regarding it. Um, so yeah, what what's your first sort of thoughts uh, on, on this, um. this show? And just more, yeah. the pre more the premise of it uh, and sort of the ideas behind it. 
Well, like you said, you know, I didn't know much about it until maybe if I didn't even see the trailer a month ago. I so maybe saw it two weeks ago maximum. Yeah. So this is kind of a surprise coming onto Netflix, which is good. Yeah. I, I like a good Netflix surprise. Uh, and it takes a very unique premise, I think. Yeah. You know, this guy's trying to, you know, like you said, get a rocket to the moon. He has his own space team yeah. and, the, you know, mix of scientists on this huge secret, you know, I'm not sure where it's set. Is it where is it set? Is it? Uh, it's, but it's almost like Nevada, you yeah, know, yeah, secret yeah. camp kind of thing. Uh, and you know, it's it's him trying to experiment with different, um, with you know, training, yeah, and trying to get the you know the craft up into space. And you don't see a lot of this kind of stuff in comedy yeah. usually, um, which is where I think it does fault a little bit. My personal, just going straight into it, yeah. I personally think it's a bit of drama, this and a bit of comedy, yeah. But I think it might have worked better if it was completely all about the drama yeah. and the script was written more so around that or it was cut maybe 10 minutes short from its 30-minute runtime yeah. to let the jokes breathe a little bit and not yeah. to pursue the jokes for an extended period of time where you're yeah. a bit over them um, and just have a pure comedy show, something like The Office, yeah. um, and just have lots of different gags. But yeah. it, But having both that heavy drama side mixed with yeah. half comedy i don't think it meshes as well as it wants to yeah i think you sort of hit a nail on the head there like i enjoyed my time watching this but by no means did i sit back and go i'm gonna rewatch. like i'm not at this point in time i'm not like i'm gonna go re-watch space force next week like it's, it's not mm. something i'd rather put brooklyn 99 on again because i feel yeah. like there's a more guaranteed laughs per view if like in even old brooklyn 99 or friends or seinfeld or whatever uh shows i feel like you get more you you feel like there's a more laugh coming if that if that mm. makes a, a little bit because they are more comedy based and they have their yeah. own identity where i feel like space force is struggling to kind of find what it is because it is such a serious topic yeah mixed with some humor it's just trying to find the line of what it yeah should be in season one anyway and I think the the like you're saying the hit or miss sort of aspect of it is I think when this sort of idea let, let's just play random timelines here let's say they decided to this idea came about 2016 2017 when Trump comes into power in the United mm. States and and this is obviously a comedy on that and that the president is they never say it's Trump but essentially it's Trump crea- mm. creating this this space force and I, and I feel like in 2017 or 18 maybe when they're creating this and coming up together with the idea it's a funny premise but i think mm. the idea is funnier than the execution because yeah. it's a, like if that makes idea like we're creating a space force hilarious mm. but then trump comes and he's sort of creating one anyway now or sort of like they want to get to the moon again or taking so, yeah taking yeah. credit for you know the new tesla spacex yeah rocket. so yeah. like he's and i think that's where the idea sort of and especially in today's world, it, it's probably not the best time to release something like this or sort of the idea. It's sort of, it's playing on America and how dumb some parts of it can be. Mm. And it, it, I think that's where it just sort of, it just doesn't succeed yet in this 10 episode, this 10 episode run. Now, mm. uh, character wise, we'll, we'll, I think that's the hit or miss. Like I would recommend everybody watching this from the start and then we'll go into sort of some other things regarding it. Mm. I would recommend people giving this a watch. Now you spoke mm. a little bit about like obviously letting jokes breathe and et cetera. Uh, again, we're just going to bounce around with this chat, but I think if this shows, pardon me, 
released on a normal network television and they've got 22 minutes and you so you've got your cold open going into your credits going into say seven minutes ad break seven minutes ad break yeah i feel like this works better whereas i know a lot of creators have said the netflix streaming model can be quite difficult to write for and create for because there's no stop there's no ad break there's no if no, that makes sense, no. like you're just this episode could be forty minutes, then the next episode could be thirty minutes. Like there's no, yeah. there's no time that you have to be constrained by. And I know some people then say, uh, writing for network TV and you got twenty two minutes, it's like you have to condense. Sometimes you miss as much as like you want to put in. Yeah, so. yeah. And in this situation, I think this is a show that definitely would have benefited from if it was on TV, it did have ads, and it was constrained to a twenty twenty two minute show because I do feel a lot drags and you know, that part then not, I'm not giving spoilers here, but there's a part with, you know, that chimp in uh, the second episode and he's kind of in space and he's trying to fix the ship. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I had a bit of a chuckle for maybe a second when I first saw that. I thought, okay, this is different. Yeah. And then it went on for 10 yeah. minutes and yeah. I was like, okay, this is going on too long. Are, yeah. are you pushing this out to fill the 30 minutes? It would have been yeah. good for five minutes. Not even that. But this has gone on almost a whole episode. You know, yeah. You're pushing the joke too far. Yeah. It was funny. And they do this a few times across, you know, the eight episodes I've seen where it started off all right. And then they're like, okay, let's bloat this out and yeah. make it. We think it's funny. So you hopefully will too. Yeah. So let's make it go as long as possible. And I think, yeah, because of that, I think it doesn't explore as many jokes goes yeah what do yeah. you think yeah yeah i think there's 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 parts of that and i think that also goes into the characters itself so and i think it's a difficult thing it's like you're creating fresh characters and you're trying to get people to uh attach to them very quickly and and mm. feel for xyz whoever it is and giving them personalities that i just don't think 100 percent click and then they're trying mm. to put people in different roles and sort of connections and I feel like a lot of stuff is just forced, like forced mm. too much. To, Space to, forced? Yeah. But the thing that forced, <laughs> was too forced for me was um, uh, Jimmy O. Yang's character. Um, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Dr. Chan. And then the uh, Space Force helicopter pilot, uh, Angela Ali. Having them to sort of become a love interest, I felt was like you have that first episode where they're sort of, for some reason he's driving her or whatever, because story lines, not going too much into it. Cause it's just general, but I felt like that was the problem with the show is they're putting characters together and then forcing them in like hundred percent. This is the direction they have to go. Whereas I think, and it's very difficult to compare cause this is going to be my points a little bit later that we sort of talk about also is I would have liked that sort of relationship to sort of breathe together and then it goes off and then maybe it comes back again. And I'm enjoying these comedies, especially putting two or three characters together that don't always go together to see what the dynamics like, because I think they kept pushing the same sort of same characters were mm. butting heads or using them in a direction that I just don't think hundred percent was working. And, and I know sometimes again, we'll talk about like test audiences and et cetera. We can talk about that now, but mm. it's like, I think if people were watching this week on week, say release weekly, maybe you'd get to episode 10 or eight and go, maybe we, we need to rework this script. We need to rework this episode mm. because test audiences or people aren't enjoying these two characters being together. And I think that's nearly yeah. one thing is they've, and again, these things would be tested through the roof six months ago when it's finished and re-edited and going, we don't like this and like this. But 
I just don't like some of the character interactions after a while. And I think you sort of nailed it on the head too. Like um, Steve Carell's, what's his, his assistant. John uh, no. no, 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 the other one, like his guy who sits at the desk. Oh, the, yeah, the guy with the glasses, the boldish. You put him yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, that was funny at the start. And, okay, we're, we're at a military base and this guy gets funny, but then they just play him off as dumb and daft. And I understand mm. where the sort of character is, but it, it's not like uh, – it's not comparing people, but it, it's just – I feel like that guy just doesn't work because you're trying to make just mm. – like, that guy would not be in that position. I'm not trying to say you have to have that person be in that sort of like you sort of know what I'm trying to say like I'm like he's not going to be that like no, that I sort do. of person's not going to be in that role you can make yeah, it funny. yeah you can make it funny but he just comes off as dumb and I think they're trying to just make cheap laughs and I think you were saying that earlier it's even the first time oh yeah he's in your office he's in your office he's in your office it's like okay mm. but like that's funny the first time but now it's just like you're just playing this character as dumb like I, I yeah just yeah the character dynamics change for the sake of a joke. You yeah. know, what could be a serious character, yeah. you know, is a bit silly for a certain, you know, certain few moments just yeah. to make a cracking joke and for a bit of a laugh. And like you said as well with the streaming too, you know, most shows, if they're on TV today, would have that kind of period where they, yeah. you know, stop for a while for the, yeah. for the break or the holiday. Yeah. They can look at the audience reaction and maybe rewrite the scripts yeah. um, based on the feedback and cater for the audience. But with a Netflix show that comes out in, you know, 10 episode bulk, there's no changing it until season no. two. And by then it might get cancelled. Yeah. So it is a risk, um, you know, for any show, I guess, to come to Netflix, you know. Uh, but with just coming back to characters too, Steve Carell and John Malkovich. So yeah. they're, they're pretty much the two Together. characters who hang out pretty much the whole whole show. Uh, I don't think there was a whole lot of chemistry before um, between them. It yeah. kind of grew on me um, across the show. But even at the end of the day, I don't think they come off one another very well. They have two very different characters. He's yeah. really, you know, scientific and smart. Yeah. And Steve Carell is, uh, his character almost plays a bit like, I saw somewhere as well, that he plays a bit like his character in Get Smart. Yeah. He comes across a bit more serious than his other roles. Yet everything he does right, he ends up stuffing it up more yeah. so in the next episode. So he's got some smartness and some intellect to them, but he's not completely funny either. No. Um, but in everything he does right, he does wrong, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think, like, I enjoy their dynamic, but I think I more just enjoy John Malkovich because I think he's mm. he plays his character very well. And I don't think their connection relative to it all is, like, I don't know if John Malkovich is supposed to hate Steve Carell's character or love him. And I know mm. that it's a work relationship, but I feel like one episode, they, and, I, again, this is what it is, and so it makes me probably sound dumber, but it's like, one episode, they like each other. Next episode, they hate each other. Next episode for the script, John Malkovich's character is going to throw him under the bus. And then at the last moment, because Steve Carell's character now has a heartwarming speech, he now is like, no, I'm going to save him now. Like, you know, so it's like little things where I'm like, I would have really preferred that dynamic to sort of be set in stone a little bit more at the start. Mm. And yeah, again, John Malkovich's character is the smart guy or the... and. Uh, Steve Carell's is like the dumb leader who just flies by the seat of his pants and should take uh, his advice from these people who are probably more qualified but this guy's the general in the army so he makes he's the one who sort of makes the decisions um, mm. now oh, I, yeah I didn't mind either of those guys like again didn't mind them but where do you find the classic social media uh, <laughs> character in Tony 
what did you think of him? Hold on, which one's Tony? <laughs> the, the, the social media guy, the Ben Schwartz character. Oh, oh right, yes, Ben yeah. Schwartz. Um, coming off my actors I dislike, I actually yeah. do not like his, I, you know, might be all right in some other shows, but I do not like Ben Schwartz in this. I do not find him funny. No. He's, he's adds that very goofy sense of humour to the show that yeah. I personally don't find funny. I'm sure other yeah. people might. But he over-exaggerates and he's just a bit goofy for me yeah. in this show. I don't think his jokes really land. Uh, that's just me. And I do find as well, you know, they have all these other great comedic actors, you know, sitting at the, you know, the high table with yeah. Steve Carell that we barely see. I think Jane Lynch or Patrick yeah. Warburton or some of them. And these are A-class actors. Yeah. And you're paying them to sit there for a scene, barely making any jokes. They have better chemistry probably yeah. and can give better humour than half than Ben Schwartz and all of those yeah. combined. And they're a C-grade role of doing nothing. Well, I, and I just feel like it's, yeah, underutilised. Yeah, on that point there, those five who are around that round table, they're one-liners. I'm guessing a lot of that is this is where we're wanting to go and this is where we want to end. I'm just, and from all reports, it looks like they probably filmed all their stuff in one day. Probably got them yeah, all into yeah, a room and we did, this is our whole season. We're going to have a scene like this. This is this, 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 this. But their chemistry, like you said, and their one-liners off each other, for me is probably one of the best parts of the show, even though some mm. of it's dumb, but because it's so quippy and quick, I enjoy that. And like you said, you've got Jane Lynch. You've got some, some people in here who are ridiculously good actors, especially in, com yeah. in the comedy sphere. And Ben Schwartz's character just feels like, uh, what, what's the episode? You've seen the episode, obviously, where uh, the first lady's sending over the new uniforms. Uh, yeah, yeah, and this is probably the, how, yeah, 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 I have. No, you I would have. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah and have, this is how like the things are sometimes a little bit non-memorable, mm. and it's like he's just pushing it to oh yeah, we need it, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, dude, you're the social media manager, like just get back in your lane, and it just the way he sort of like like you're saying before too, his character just doesn't hit for me, and then they get that stupid love interest with that other chick who comes for one of the episodes, and he starts hooking up with her, but he hated her. I'm mm. like. I just, I feel yeah, like they sort of, yeah. they probably cast Ben Schwartz and we're like, oh, okay, this is what we're getting. And we give him this role. Yeah. And it just doesn't, it doesn't fit for me. And then his dynamic with some of the other guys, like um, Dr. Chang, or Chan, sorry, just doesn't, like, just doesn't fit for me. Like, I, I don't like him really at all in this. No. Yeah, I mean, I, we, I haven't seen much of Ben Schwartz really before. Yeah. You know, I know he voices Sonic in the new movie. Yeah. I, I don't really know him as an actor. And I can kind of see why he might be all right in other things, but yeah, just too goofy for me. And a lot of the actors' plot lines don't really go anywhere. Yeah. Like you know, he has a daughter who's going. Um, Steve Crow has a daughter yeah. in the show who's growing up with this like this Russian guy. Yeah. And that kind of just goes into nothing. Oh, stops. Yeah. Yeah, just stops, and it's like okay, I'm not sure really what happened there. And I think the biggest fault of the show, I'm not sure if anything happens in episode nine and ten. But uh, Steve Carell's married to Lisa Kudrow, who plays uh, Phoebe on Friends. And, uh, you know, it starts in episode one that, you know, yeah. they're a married couple, everything's fine. And then a couple minutes later, you find out she's in prison. Yeah. And it doesn't give you any background. How that how she ended up there, I would have loved to see her in the series. Yeah. But somehow, I'm not sure she had a friend special to, you know, go yeah. to or something. But she, uh, yeah, she's just in prison and there's no explanation. And I would have loved to actually see her more in the show as well. But no, uh, yeah, because yeah, you, you play on like especially in the trailer and Lisa Kudrow's there a lot in posters trailer. And then like you said, straight away she's in prison. Is it the classic, like, well, we've signed her up 
but mm. we don't have the money all the time to keep her on the whole series. So we've got her yeah. because people are going to watch this because they see Lisa, Lisa Kudrow and Steve Carell yeah. and they see this cast. And then, like you said, they put Jane Lynch and other stuff in. So then people go, oh, okay, this is a, this is a five-star cast. Because yeah. really it is. And then she's not in it. So they, for everyone, they don't give any explanation because I did read something from um, Greg Daniels and Steve Carell were like, oh, we're leaving it um, to the mind and that's a thing that will... <laughs> it's like, for God's uh, sake, it, it's not going to pay yeah. off now. Like, um, yeah. I think, yeah, so that, that was the thing that was annoying, that dynamic and just sort of how Steve Carell's then so blindly like, well, I'm in love with my wife, but she's in prison for 40 years. And then I always just like, it's not that hard to understand. Okay, so for his daughter, Erin, in the end, like I understand obviously that would be very difficult and I've, neither of us uh, have this thing has happened to us. But if one of your, like she's just so annoyed at her dad for getting back out there and dating, hmm. I think you're up to, you'd be up to that episode, I think now, or give or take close to it. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. close. Yeah, I think I've seen bits of it. Yeah, yeah. evidence. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like, okay, oh no, I just hate you now. It's like, okay, that's a bit, bit rough like mum's mm. in prison for 50 years yeah <laughs> so steve Crow's just gonna not do anything and like so the little mm. things but i did enjoy some of the dynamics with her in more of her like she doesn't have friends etc like that sort of thing that she's struggling to adapt with it um yeah. but then like oh conveniently because we need her to be in the series she gets a job at the yeah yeah i know, I know. i'm like okay, okay yeah. yeah convenient and then she starts chatting with that other um yeah, the officer. Mm. and then he's just yeah, dumb mm. like they just play him off as like so dumb it's like yeah uh, and then also like I, I understand comedy like sometimes you have to make your characters dumb but you also have to make them competent to be in their roles if that also yeah. makes sense so then like her two school guys the chick and then they're both the ones who like go to the moon or whatever it is but then they're on the base and they're like dumb as f so dumb characters just for laughs i'm like sometimes yeah. you can actually just have a character that's you know can play off as dumb but is not an idiot if that yeah. also sort of makes sense so and that kind of comes back to what we're saying before you know they change the character for a funny yeah. moment yeah and even with her daughter and these guys you know if it was more of a drama i would have yeah. maybe have even like just seen the relationship same bit of chat yeah. Rather than him just playing stupid for a few jokes here and there, yeah. I would have liked to see maybe their relationship and how that would have turned out. Yeah. Um, but, but no, no. Yeah, it's just it's just for a joke. Like mm. it's just it's just for a joke. So that's what I sort of I did str- struggle with a little bit in there. So I, I guess the plot lines uh, we won't go into it too much because I said 100 give it a watch. And, but for me, it's it, it goes on as as expected as that sort of show is you know. They find a problem at the start of the episode. They got to solve the problem by the end of the episode. And uh, they would say hilarity ensues in between. I wouldn't say hilarity. I'd say stuff happens. Um, Yeah. And I think with that, such a large cast too, because it is a big cast. I feel like they try try and give each character shit to do each episode. And I kind Mm. of don't, like, imagine, like, we could easily not see Ben Schwartz for an episode and I'd be fine with that. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, or, but like the, the pilot um, chick, the, like we don't need to see her every episode. And I think you no. would have, or you could just see them for small parts, but they don't need to have their 10 minutes of screen time to sort of flesh it out. And, and I know we'll go into sort of comparing and uh, sort of first seasons of other shows, et cetera. 
and most other shows have 20 episodes of say a, a comedic series in their first one but where does this rank for you and do you think people are being too harsh for it because it is season one and if you compare it to a lot of other things um is it a like is it unfair for people to be dismissing this after 10 episodes well, I think that comes down to the series future because, you know, there is some characters I like. I've kind of yeah. given it a bit of bit of flack. Yeah. But um, Ned's fa- Nard's father, whatever um, Steve Carell's character is, Fred Willard, who's yeah. passed away quite recently. Yeah. I think he's a hoot. Like, I loved yeah. him American re- um, Wedding. He's just funny in everything he does. He's just he's just a hoot. He actually nailed um, it. He's a bit of screen time and uh, rest in peace. He nailed it. He was great. Yeah. yeah. You know, he was, he, he was great. Um, but I think it all comes down to what season two, whether it improves or not. Yeah. At this stage, I would not recommend. I know you've recommended, yeah. it, but I would actually not recommend this show. Yeah, I've I I I don't find it funny. I chuckle. Yeah. It it just nothing really happens. The humor's yeah. not there and the drama's not there. I've know I've said this a couple yeah. of times already, but there's nothing to keep me going really to yeah. even episode nine and ten. I push yeah. myself almost to get to where I am yeah. now. Uh, it, you know, if you're on your phone, sure, give it a, yeah. give it a try. If you like Steve Carell, I know a lot of people yeah. do. And after seeing, you know, the morning show too, I know Steve Carell can actually do a very good, serious performance. I was just, well, was just than... about to say to you there is, is it time for Steve Carell just to stop doing comedy? Because I feel like as a dramatic actor, he's, he's brilliant. Is yeah, this as like, a dramatic, he is fantastic. Mm. Yeah, he does he need to, because I feel like this is him just being like, oh, okay, well, we can make a comedy. And I want to go also the other side too is, I reckon Netflix has probably come to them in some respect too and going, we need a comedy series, Steve and Greg here's heaps of money to create this maybe on the other side too but uh yeah sorry continue sorry i just thought I yeah thought. you were like you said yeah for sure i mean netflix probably came to him yeah and i'm sure he he's you know he's so well known for the office and yeah. his, you know just comedy great comedies over the years yeah he's at that age now where he he can embark and do pretty much anything he wants yeah and i think morning show you know as he plays a dickhead on the morning yeah. show there's no comedy there he is no. he's an asshole on that yeah. show and he plays it so well and so serious he can and he, he has played a few other serious roles before, yeah. but he can go more up that more up that line now and not resort on kind of silly stuff like this anymore. If season two dramatically improved and I found it more funny, the humor improved, the characters yeah. fleshed out a little more, and I saw it as something worth watching, I would say I'll definitely go back and watch season one yeah. because season two is amazing. And I do agree, not many shows season one shows are very strong yeah or actually it might vary you know sometimes you do get a really strong season one and it you know digresses after that or you have a weak season one that usually gets better like friends season one i as much as i love friends it is probably one of the weaker seasons uh but even that i found that a lot more funny than this i can't really compare um and same for how i met your mother um but uh, yeah as a as a show goes i wouldn't say watch it until some promising season two content comes out different opinion sure uh but yeah i like steve carell but this is not him in his true form um i think go back and watch the office yeah. if you want a, a few a lot more laughs than what's what's on display on this show and i think the cast don't get developed no. and uh you know ben schwartz and a few characters i don't like them as actors and i don't think they're funny and i don't even like them playing a serious role yeah so, and then all the actors that they have hired are only there for a few minutes and yeah. they would actually make the show so much better. So it needs to find its footing. And I think it needed, like you said as well, go through a bit more testing 
because you know this show is being panned critically yeah. pretty much everywhere hmm. and i think from from my point because i do agree with a lot of what like i nearly agree with the majority of what you say there because i, I think uh, like i just have a lot of problems with some shows and we can be very harsh on it and i'll use a couple of analogies after but I don't know if you're up to the point where they're trying to find people to go into space and there's a couple of actors. There's the Indian one who, and this is me just generalizing because I don't have their names here because I can't find out exactly who they are. Because okay. the, the IMDB doesn't let me click on who it is or sorry, the uh, Wikipedia, but there's a couple of the characters and they've got them into the space force area to put them up into space. And they're all just dumb just so dumb oh characters. i do i do know i do and know yeah, yeah she's yeah. she's plays um someone in master of none one of the guys dates for like an episode or whatever and i'm like just this is like for me you don't have to have just dumb people to make jokes you can have smart people because you're going to bloody space and you can mm. have dynamics of them like you're saying this could be actually quite a good drama series like it could be an interesting drama take if it had small comedic through lines or it had to be all just funny, like slapstick and not really care about it. There's a couple of times I'm like, I just see these characters and I'm like, these guys are just so dumb, like so dumb. It's like, can we take my parrot to the moon? And then, (laughs) and then the parrots on in the spaceship. And I'm like, for God's sake, like, it's not funny. Like just play on. So, and I think that's when the problem of the show lacks is when they're sort of in that, uh, the mission let's say mission control room and they're talking to someone else on that big screen mm. it's like i'm not getting character development between the actual people that i'm supposed to care about it's more yeah. it's more there's someone else on this big screen and they're they're talking or fighting back or uh steve carell's character's made to sound dumb or mm. john Malkovich. it's like so it's like we're supposed to laugh because someone else has degraded them through a webcam and i'm like okay this is just kind of this doesn't make me laugh. Um, no, the, and the there's only... that huge courtroom drama as well, you oh. know, on that second episode, and how he spent $1,000 to, you know, export an orange into space. Yeah. And it's just like goes on for like two, three minutes. And yeah. it's just like, is this funny? Is this meant to be funny? I'm really yeah. confused. Is, yeah. is he meant to be really stupid for the sake of a joke? But it's not. And then, fine. Mm. Yeah, and then he gets so heartfelt for them to like win that case. And you're like, okay, where's this guy mm. all the time? Where is he all the time? <laughs> So that that's what I was like. That's what I was struggling with, uh, like massively with this because, and that's why I want to see a second season. That's why I want them to create a second season because I want them to sit back in this writers' room and creators' sort of space and go, "This didn't work. This didn't work. Mm. Let's worry about our characters. Let's worry about our characters." Because I actually thought one of my favorite episodes of this was when he has to at the start. I was like, oh, "Okay, here we go, classic." When he has to do the week in fake fake moon. Like it has to oh, go yeah, yeah, yeah. three like people. Yeah, three yeah. I actually really enjoy that episode because it was confined to a space. Okay, there's mm. slapstick comedy where he trips over the didgeridoo and all this sort of other stuff and he's screaming. You had a few life. new characters, didn't you, as well, that you don't see for the rest but of the season. But they weren't idiots. Those, no. okay, the sculptor guy was an artist. But the other two people were actual space people and it was mm. more you were using Steve Carell's character and the other people to play off them to make jokes whereas mm. everyone else later in the show like why aren't those two people the ones going to the moon at some point like that for me would be better and then you play off the comedy aspects of it of them instead of just having these dumb characters be the laughs because you just they're mm. dumb so we're supposed to laugh at them 
So yeah. I, I'd like to see a season two just because I was saying off air and the analogy I'll use is in sports, this show is the rookie. It's the rookie season, but it's so yeah. uh, you write off a lot of rookies. But if I'm putting together like a draft report of someone and all of this chat's going straight over Jack's head, uh, sports chat. But if I'm getting that Steve, obvious? yeah, but if I'm getting Steve Carell and uh, Greg Daniels to create a show for me, I'd say that's like a number one, two or three draft pick. If I'm getting people to come together to create a show, that's why they're doing it. It's not these random guys randomly creating their first comedy. Netflix have probably gone to them or they've, they've come together and Steve Carell and Greg Daniels, I think deserve one more season. Now it's getting panned. It is. Cause I haven't looked again, Rotten Tomatoes, everything 38% or whatever reviews aren't high. Not many people are even giving it eights, nines out of 10 in, in some metrics. And I'd probably only give it a five out of 10. So I'd probably give it a positive review, hoping that it's enough to recommend it. Yeah. Enough to recommend. I'd just give it positive to say it's, and that's the problem with Rotten Tomatoes being positive or negative, And that's just it. I'm not giving it an eight out of 10. It's, it's a five, but it's positive for me because I want to see another season. If they can take our criticisms or constructive criticisms and hopefully push it in a better direction. Now, I think the hardest thing for this is, would have you preferred this if it was a weekly release or did like, cause again, you've struggled to get through it. I watched five episodes, I think straight away the first night it came out and then mm. I finished it the next day or two. But yeah, I think I would have given up if it was a weekly release. See, I think I'm not sure. It's really interesting because I might've continuously watched it more. So with a bit more attention span than I did, because yeah. I mean, watching a couple of binging it, yeah. And it's not a good show. You get to episode three and you're watching it for the sake of watching it. And, you know, you kind of maybe flicking on a bit of yeah. Facebook or something yeah. from time to time because you almost have too much of it. Where if yeah. it came out, you know, I might have enjoyed the first episode. Second episode, I'm only in for half an hour a week. And, you know, I might have some interest to maybe even watch the third. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I still think if you don't like a show after the first few episodes, you're not yeah. going to watch the rest. No. No, I think, yeah, spot on. Because, yeah, for me, I just sort of, I think it's an interesting uh subject matter because we haven't have we really had a comedy like come on netflix like this that's not a like comedy like cartoon comedy or like a like sort of thing is it is this one of the first like real as high profile oh, is yeah. this anyway yeah mm. so um probably should have done a bit more research on that but no i think it's a for me that's where it just I, like i want this to succeed and it's very hard to succeed after one season and do i see this getting three or four probably not but if I'm Netflix, I think they have to take risks at some point too to give a lot of things a second season. Because if this gets two seasons, 20 episodes, and it's shit, then can it. But I think if you yeah. just can't, if you can everything, and this is me always being a half glass full guy, not empty. But I'm like, if you can this now, what hope is there for anything that does? Like, how hard is it to nail it first go? Like, it's very hard yeah. to nail it first go. So that's why I'm just sort of like, can we give it? can we give it 10 more episodes? And if it just fails, then I'm happy to sit back. You might not finish this and that's fine, but I'd want to see them go, you know what guys, we're giving it 10 more. We're giving Steve Carell and stuff a chance and we're going to, we're going to try. And if it doesn't work, I'm fine. 
I'm cool. But I, I just feel like they, they need to give it a little bit more time to flesh it out. Yeah. I mean, everything deserves a second chance, doesn't yeah. it? It depends on the budget of the show. Yeah. If it was low budget, I'm sure they would happily go ahead. But yeah. with all these actors and some of the special, you know, there's a few special effects would definitely up the budget. Yeah. Um, it might be a bit too expensive or maybe not worth renewing for season two. I hope it does in the same way of what I said before, if it yeah. does improve. But I think the Trump aspect too, you know, in the first episode, you know, tweet Trump's, you know, he wants boobs on the moon. Yeah. And he said, I thought, you know, I think he meant uh, boobs boots. on the moon. Yeah. Just little jokes like that. Trump could easily write that. He could do stupider things than write boobs on the moon. Yeah. You know, right? You're saying he's doing in America right now. If they get over the fact that the president is doing stupider things than this, yeah. and get over the fact that, um, you know, just for a few laughs, yeah. Might go right because they've mentioned POTUS so many times, and you know, it's his birthday, so they're trying yeah. to find some fireworks or something to do for that. And it's just like you're aiming for a joke, there's a joke somewhere there about him, yeah. but he is the joke, and yeah. you can't really talk about that on TV, so you could just leave it all together. Yeah. I think, yeah. Way. And I'll just even having a look at some other things, and I think you sort of said it a bit before like, the hardest thing is can you class this as a comedy? Because it's not overly funny. Mm. So, like, it's obviously a comedy, but I just don't think it's just, it just hasn't nailed it. And again, maybe I'm just being too nice and saying, let's, let's give it another shot. But that's what I'm just struggling with a little bit because I'm very, like, I'm not a massive Office fan also. Like, I'm not a huge fan. But does that show work? Like, I've seen a lot of it, but I probably haven't, I haven't watched, you know, gone episode one, two, three, four. Like, I haven't gone, like, I've just seen certain things. Yeah. If it's on, I'll put it on. But I don't know whether, again, that works too because this is supposed to be, um, and I think they use, what is it, the word, a workplace. It's a workplace comedy series where I feel like no one's working next to each other, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're all in their own They're all in their own it's like and, set pieces. Yeah, it's a huge facility. Yeah, 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 set pieces. They're little scenes, yeah. So, And that's why I think sometimes, like say, Friends works. It's the two apartments and a coffee shop, plus then maybe a street or whatever mm. a shop is per episode. Seinfeld is cafe, Jerry's apartment, and wherever the character really then takes them. Whereas this here is like, that's Ned's office, but no one else goes in there except him. Like, you know, sort of like really, and maybe John Malkovich's character. Malkovich surprises him, yeah. Yeah, or everyone's in this massive room. And I know it's just like little things for me. And like they waste a whole episode on who's the spy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But like, and then they, you know, they have John Malkovich singing for another ten minutes, which was funny for ten seconds, but a, goes for ten minutes. And, it's like, oh. and that's why I think if that's a network show, they're doing that sing for thirty seconds and then stopping it. But then you try and play yeah. on the fact that it's like, well, that's heartfelt. Like now we feel sorry for. It. Like I'm like, where are we going? What's the point of this? Like that's what I struggled with a little bit because. Yeah, I'm just looking again, even at the poster now and, and the people on it, and I go, this, it probably should succeed. And, but then they're just playing the racial card with Chan's character all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah. God, like, are we, are we still at that? Are we still there? Because the first couple of times it's funny. And then he's like, really, guys, come on. But uh, I don't know. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, I think if it's a workplace comedy, it should have been, everyone should have been closer together. And I feel like, that's sort of maybe where the office or friends and stuff work is everyone's it's the dynamics of characters and we'll move on in a sec anyway, but it's like, you're putting to a, that's why I think Seinfeld really works. And they always say what they do in Seinfeld is there's three stories per episode. 
Two of the characters are by themselves doing their own mm. thing. Two characters are put together. So that's there's three storylines and they come together. So you're always putting a dynamic that shouldn't be. Because I feel like with yeah. this, and we said it earlier, is it's always near the John Malkovich. Steve Carell yeah. and Malkovich together. Whereas I would have liked some episodes where it's like, okay, it's Carell and this guy and this guy and that guy or that girl. Like you know, put them all in different sort of things to come to this singular point. And yeah, I don't, yeah, and, yeah, and I don't know whether because it is a workplace comedy and they're all stuck in their spot in this massive base, they can't play around as much more because they're just sort of stuck in this this sort of space. And that's probably when there's too many characters. And um, yeah, that's just that's just my um, my my thought at, at this point. So, is any final words on this, and then we'll we'll move on. Yeah. So, final words. I think I'll go with what my last statement was. That for me, yeah. give it a miss. You know, if you like Steve Crow you might be able to persist through it uh but there's yeah there's very limited humor here i've got a chuckle from each episode lots of lost potential from actors and you know hopefully season two can improve but otherwise i see this show being cancelled uh in the near future yeah yeah Yeah, probably give it a miss yeah oh i'd me always half glass full i'd say if you're bored in quarantine or isolation at the moment and Mm. you like steve carell Give it a watch for five and see how you feel. And maybe, as you said before, watch an episode, come back to it, don't binge it and see, see what your thoughts are because I, I hope they give it, a, give it a second chance because these guys are obviously more genius than we are really in the comedy, the comedy sphere. So I hope we, they give it a second chance. But if they don't, I, I completely understand why. So I think obviously the most important thing is if you've watched Space Force, can you please tell us? So either send us an email um, yeah. or comment and send us a DM on, on our socials and, and we'll get back to you, you with it. And we'd like to hear your points on the show because, again, we haven't really had a chance as we spoke at the start of the show to talk about something that's timely, relative, uh, that's just been released. So this is our first sort of one. And I think it's it's quite enjoyable to look back at it because I like the dynamic that we both aren't 100% on it. So, and we are sort of differing. So it's it's good to have that there. So again, give Space Force a watch, but if you don't want to, you could listen to one of Why our not? other podcasts. Yeah. Or you could listen to one of our other podcasts. Uh, just <laughs> shameless plug there. But no, so we'll move on to show and tell, um, Jack. So is, what else have you been watching this week? So, yeah, in the recommendations front, I've been mostly watching this um, when I've had a spare moment. But I think I watched episode three of uh, Anna Kendrick's new show. Yeah. Uh, what's that called again, Will? Uh, love Life. <laughs> love Life, thank you. I was going to say Love Story. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think, like I said the other week with you and Connor, I, first episode was all right. You know, it starts off, shows a bit, of, you know, her dating this nice bloke and, yeah. you know, things separate them across you know a few months and second episode you know she goes out with another guy and this episode without saying too much about it because it is a i will probably recommend this show um she is back to single life yeah and it's you know i I don't know there's things i can relate to you know being at a party you know potentially seeing your ex and feeling you know that jealousy you know to see them with a new partner um i don't know i can see people watching this you know it's a good couple show too, but you know, like single guys. Oh, oh shit. I'm not single, but um, yeah, uh, you can watch. Yeah. You, you can, it's good. It's good either way. It's good either way. So um, 
I think, yeah, I, I, I love Anna Kendrick. I think she's a yeah. good actor. You know, I, she's, she's good. She can play funny and awkward, which is really needed for this show, you know, when it's a story about her trying to flirt with guys yeah. and all that. And at this stage, there's only three episodes, though. So, you know, coming from Space Force, where I've binged, you know, eight episodes, uh, it's kind of nice just to have a refreshing week between it all because yeah. um, I could have fallen for binge-ivitis. Yeah. Um, and get, could, could have gotten a bit stale, I think. But at the same time, it's kept fresh. And it is a better, better show than Space Force, though. It's, yeah. it's not a comedy, though, because I can't really compare. No. I, I've also binged all three episodes uh, in my single life uh, to uh, get out. Because I, I have a massive soft spot for Anna Kendrick. Like, a massive soft spot for her. Like, I think she's great. And she plays that. She's hot as fuck, but she plays that quirky also character, um, too. And I didn't mind this. Now, I'm sort of, in the end, we're both sort of going opposites of today's episodes we're talking or shows we're talking about because I think I needed this to be a whole binge. I needed to watch all eight episodes. I need to get this done because I don't know if I'll come back to watch a single episode. What I'm going to have to do is wait for four episodes to come out because obviously I'm not going to care what happens. Like if someone spoils it for me, I'm not going to be like, oh my God. Um, But I like... I sort of, the only thing I hate with some of these shows too is a little bit, I was talking to my sister about it, is the narration sort of part of it. Like, and she doesn't know what will happen next and stuff. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake, not more narration. It's a bit cringy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just give me the story. Give me Anna Kendrick. Give me Anna Kendrick sleeping around um, in New York City because don't we all wish we could do that? Um, (laughs) And and go from there because like there's flaws in this and the story decisions that they make and, I think more if I have to just get a random episode here and there. Yeah, I don't know. I like the first episode. Second episode was sort of classic. She's dating the older man that used to be her boss and she's just obviously going to get drunk at fucking situations. And I'm like, oh, God, this is... The problem is for me, it's so cliche. Mm-hmm. And I know that's... I know is that's life what, cliche? Yes, it is cliche, Jack. But sometimes I'm like, why does she need to do this here? Like, it mm. that, like... What I want to see from a series like this a little bit is not what always happens. Like, don't give me, like, okay, it has to be because it's TV. Like the third episode when the guy goes to her work. Mm. And you're just like, oh, for God's sake, really? Like, it's all of New York City. I understand that this guy's like, loves her or whatever and just thought he'd come and have a look. But it's like, what are, what are the chances? Seriously? Yeah. Like and then uh, just it, even the first episode, like I I actually enjoyed the first episode and that character was good. Um, mm. uh, what's the Asian guy's name? I can't even remember. I don't know, but he was a good lad. Yeah, yeah he seemed like a nice guy. Like and but then like conveniently they meet with him, uh, they catch up. Oh no, I liked it. I did. It's good. If you want that sort of sappy sort of rom com style drama sort of thing, there's comedic elements. There's drama elements. I don't know if I really enjoyed the. Um, housemates that she's with and also i said this point to you and i also text my sister about it and i was like can we get away from people in new york city who have small jobs and not making that much money having these big ass mother effort apartments because her bedroom is pretty big (laughs) her bedroom is massive i understand what like it's tv but they give us an idea a really non uh like an idea this is what new york city's like and that's not what new york city's like 
You don't yeah, have that. I mean, I don't know the New York property market. I guess Friends was set in Greenwich. Yeah. And, you know, the, I know the property market is really expensive there. So that's unrealistic. But I don't know where exactly uh, is Anna Kendrick in the show. Well, so no, where in New York is she? From Friends' thing was they get away with saying it because of rental control, I think it is. So they're saying uh, that it's okay. like, uh, I think it's Monica. Again, someone please tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Monica's grandma had that apartment. Oh, yes. Girls are yes. In. So they say she still lives there because rental control is that's the same price or relative you keep renting it i think that's how it works again we don't have that sort of similar stuff here but to stop the skyrocketing of prices if you keep renting the same thing the price is apparently supposed to say uh, or very relative to like inflation etc so that's why it's cheap check out our real estate podcast, podcast yeah. week. <laughs> talking about uh new york city and sort of stuff like that but no i think so that's why but i hate the fact is i'm then looking at um yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'm like, for God's sake, like, um, yeah. and that's why I sort of like uh, Seinfeld sometimes because Jerry's apartment's like kind of small, and mm-hmm. he's, Jerry's rich, and it's like a kind of small apartment. Whereas these guys have got this big ass uh, apartment. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Uh, but no, I didn't. Yeah. I'd recommend someone watching this if you want to spend your Sunday night like I did, just sitting there having a beer and eating chips and watching Anna Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> thinking what could be what could be ah oh, just what could be no, yeah, no anything no. anything else you checked out um not at this range yeah. no i'm um, not at this range not at this stage no yeah. no it's just been mostly uh space force yeah um yeah space force um for me too watch that uh there's not much else uh again at the moment i, I did check again i was like you know what we haven't spoken about while, for a while now jack what? I saw on Netflix, they were like, and you must watch Extraction. I was like, oh, I've got to hear. Maybe I have to give Extraction another watch. Uh, <laughs> we haven't had Extraction talk for a while, I thought. So, um, no, funnily enough, there's not much else uh, going on. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no news on that front. Is no, that no, no, not at all. No, no. no, that's sort of uh, dropped off a little bit now. But uh, in the end, so what's our next pod about, Mace, uh, this weekend? So our next pod will be coming out soon. So uh, that will be on E3. Yeah. And uh, just the controversy kind of, well, not silly controversy, but is E3 still relevant? And conventions are still relevant. And conventions in general, yeah. Um, So, yeah, we'll we'll put up a couple of bits of social media regarding that. So if you have any comments, please. Uh, send in a message uh, on those and we'll talk about them on, on the next episode that we release. Uh, so, we, sorry, we record in the coming days. Uh, but as always, Mason, it's just been a delight to talk to you. Another delight. Yeah, it's delight yeah. to talk to you, Cutters. Yeah, yeah. But uh, otherwise, we'll see you next week and uh, yeah, stay safe. Stay safe.